my good friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys have an absolutely wonderful day. Y'all voted, and it won by a landslide, the magnesium brain food. Probably one of the most popular products we have, one that I take personally every day and when I work out. I've told you guys before, I've found one of the best natural, really, really healthy stacks to drink as they enter workout is the HGH Stimulate with the Muscle Blast and the Magnesium Brain Food. Now, it's not something you necessarily need if you're just doing some light exercise, but if you're actually training hard and you're really pushing the limits of weights and intensity and you know drop sets and going to failure, um, it's a really, really good product. It's also one that's good that I know a lot of guys drink when they're doing a lot of cardio endurance. I have some guys that do a lot of uh, CrossFit. They like it as well, and the magnesium brain food is one of the main ingredients in there. It helps out as far as with muscle endurance and also prevents cramping. Great product. Going to be on sale today as product of the week, so be sure to check it out on the website. And also, too, giving everybody a heads up. Yesterday, I was talking to Ruben, inventory manager, and we have put in another order of the organic food, the organic food buckets, and the meat buckets. Uh, we spoke to our rep that basically manufactures those, and he said there is a shortage that's basically on the horizon with a lot of these as majority of people are starting to buy up a huge portion and he said it's not just consumers. A lot of companies now are going in and actually stockpiling these food buckets. He doesn't know if they're planning on selling them. He said some of them are being sold retail, and they're still stockpiling them, or if they're actually hoarding them for employees or uh, corporations. He doesn't know. They just do the sales on it. So I want to give everybody a heads up on that is regardless of what you're getting, make sure you're getting something clean and make sure you're getting an adequate supply that's a realistic calorie count. I've told everybody before the organic food buckets we have is a little under 20,000 calories per bucket. I've never told anybody that any bucket is, you know, a 60-day or a 30-day supply. I really dislike a lot of companies that do that because it's based very specifically on what your caloric intake is going to be. Obviously, a grown man that's in really good shape that's, you know, 6'3 or 6'4 that's 250 pounds isn't going to be eating the same amount of food as, say, a 100-pound female or a 50-pound child. So when you start making just erroneous claims like, hey, a bucket's going to last you 28 days worth of food, well, then when you do the math on it, you find out it's only got 25,000 calories in it, which means it's going to last you 28 days if you're eating like seven to 800 calories per day. Uh, if anybody's ever done extremely strenuous training or done manual labor construction, I did that a lot when I was younger, when I got out of college, uh, you will find that eating seven or 800 calories a day is not going to keep you operational at all, especially if you're working really, really hard and you're a full-size adult individual. So beware of that. Do the calorie content of what's actually in buckets and do the math on what you actually need and your wife needs or your kid needs as together, three, four, five people in a family and what's going to be sustainable. I highly encourage that because as we're starting to see these things get shorter in supply, the price is going to go up with a lot of these companies. There's no way around it. You're going to start having scarcity inflation, which means you're simply just not going to be able to get things or else it's going to be getting heavily taxed on. We've seen that in multiple sectors now all across the economy, whether it be with used vehicles, which is getting stranger and stranger now how Ford Motor Company and GM have both continued to come up with excuses on why they can't produce vehicles. I just talked to Ford, a Ford guy yesterday. 
and asked him about the new 2023 Super Duty that's coming out because I was intrigued to see it. They still haven't released the photos of it. And I asked him, I said, well, when the order bank opens up, if you know somebody puts an order in for one, when do you expect them to arrive? He said, well, they're supposed to open up the order bank this summer. He said, but I would not expect to actually see one arrive till probably mid-2023 or later. And I said, isn't that a bit strange? You're ordering a 2023 and 2022, and you're not going to be seeing it till you know, middle end of 2023. And he said, dude, you don't even know the half of it right now on how many back orders we have. I talked to another buddy of mine who owns an aftermarket vehicle company that basically modifies vehicles, and he just finally got his Ford Bronco in that he ordered January 2021. So there is definitely something very strange going on in the vehicle market. While they say chips are the culprit or certain parts are the culprit, it's very odd that other manufacturers like Tesla have had zero shortages and continue to have record sales and record deliveries. As I've told you before, I personally think this is being done to short the vehicle market, the real vehicle market, so they can push EVs onto everybody because, remember, the EV market's like fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars for you know a decent electric vehicle right now, and it's not cost effective to drive at all for the most part. If you're actually trying to compare it to say a twenty thousand dollar Honda Accord or Civic or basically Toyota Camry or Corolla that gets thirty, forty, fifty miles a gallon. And you're paying two and three times more amount of money for an EV vehicle, and you're not going to save much money on fuel because you still got to pay for electricity. They have to close the gap on that. What they're going to do is they're going to push the vehicle market to where Corollas right now, Honda Accords. I talked to somebody the other day. They were looking at basically Honda Civics, and they can't find a Honda Civic for less than five, six, seven thousand dollar addendums for a new one. Normal Civics are like twenty, twenty-two thousand dollars. They're not selling them for less than like thirty thousand dollars right here down in Florida. Because they want to continue to push the price up, and these dealers are making insane amounts of money even with limited inventory. So again, be aware of what happens with scarcity inflation. This isn't going to affect just vehicles. It's going to be certain things all across the country. You're going to start seeing individuals, suppliers, supermarkets are going to start raising prices very quickly on certain foods that they can't get a lot in. If a supermarket is getting ground beef in and they're selling it for, say, 5 or $6 a pound, and all of a sudden, they continue to massively sell out of ground beef every single time it hits the shelf in one day at 5 or $6 a pound. The natural thing to do is to continue to raise the price on that ground beef up to 6 7 8 $9 a pound until you basically get a point where the supply is caught up and you don't sell out of it every single day and your markup and your margin continues to go up. That's not a business tactic that I'm very fond of. I don't like it. I think a lot of it turns into basically price gouging, but that's what a lot of companies are doing. That's why a lot of people have asked me, I said, well, Austin, I haven't seen a lot of your prices go up. I said, I haven't. I'm just eating the margins. My margins are getting slimmer on a lot of stuff. I'm continuing to hold off as long as I can so my customers can stay as healthy and as strong as they can and continue to keep a supply of what they need. But at some point in time, I'm going to have to start raising prices, continuing the fact that these manufacturers are hitting me almost every single month to two to three months with increased prices. This is what happens when you start printing trillions of dollars and start giving it to people for free. This is what happens when you have multi-trillion dollar budgets that you continue to hand out to the military-industrial complex. The value of the dollar is actually dropping. That's truly what happens with inflation. The dollar drops lower and lower and lower, which means it buys you less and less and less. 
This occurs with anything that you can continue to overproduce. This is why you see certain things where some vehicles may be worth $20,000. Other vehicles may be worth two or $300,000. It's based on what is in the vehicle and also the supply of the vehicle. This applies to everything in the economy. So continue to be prepared for that. And again, I encourage people, make sure you have some backup food supply because I personally think that is going to be what they're going to push when – you got bumbling buffoon Biden telling everybody that we're going to have basically food crisis, and you have basically individuals saying, don't worry about it, don't worry about food, don't stockpile food. But yet they have the audacity in December of last year to say, this is going to be a, a cold, dark winter of death for people that aren't vaccinated. And of course, what happened to everybody that was healthy, we did just fine. This is what they're going to continue to do. You have to look at what they're telling you and continue to realize most of it is all a complete and total lie. Also, too, in Shanghai now, it appears that they are doubling down on trying to make sure they force everybody to not only be locked down, but to comply heavily with their completely and totally arbitrary rules that they're pushing on everybody. They've done full lockdowns in Shanghai saying that they are doing a zero COVID approach and they will not stop. Now, what's interesting about this, authorities have reiterated they must try to keep the city's ports and its factories running at full capacity. Okay, so here we go now. They want to keep everybody on lockdown, but they want to still make droves of money. They said by accomplishing this, listen to this. We are reporting and we require even more draconian measures like forcing workers to essentially live inside the city's factories. That's what we're hearing reports on now in China. This is what they're talking about doing now in Shanghai is forcing people to go in and actually stay and live in the factories on full lockdown and work all the time in order to keep their COVID zero policy. Here's the problem with this. There is no such thing as COVID zero. There is no such thing as zero flu. There is no such thing as zero stomach bug. There are viruses that are always going to spread among human beings. That is just something that we have had to live with for a very significant period of time. So trying to have this completely and totally inflated idea that you're somehow going to stop a virus completely and it's never going to exist again is nothing short than an excuse to push more tyrannical laws on individuals. And this is what they're doing in China. They're now starting to say now, I read an article earlier on Zero Hedge, they're now saying that in China they're going to have COVID-positive children are going to start being removed from their parents and held. They've also said now that Shanghai is on one of the strictest lockdowns, even from the very beginning of the COVID issue, even though they've had 90% of the population fully injected is what they claim. So you got to ask yourself the million-dollar question. Is the shot causing this problem, or is this shot a complete and total epic failure? Well, I personally think in their realm, I think the shot's been a complete success from their perspective. I personally think this is exactly what is causing the virus to mutate. And multiple other doctors have said this exact same thing when you continue to try to vaccinate yourself out of a upper respiratory viral infection and you do it with RNA gene therapy that we now know is actually starting to change the DNA of individuals that continue to get it. So continue to do your research on what's really going on, and I promise you, this is not going to stop unless everybody continues to stop complying. I've been very proud of people down here in Florida no longer engaging in the COVID theater anymore. Of their states I've heard and talked to, they're done playing the COVID game. And again, I told everybody, if 
COVID was the absolute nastiest thing that ever occurred, and it was basically the next black plague. Why in the world hasn't Florida turned into a complete and total wasteland zombie state? Why is everybody moving to Florida to get away from tyrannical laws? Florida has gotten so overcrowded right now, I can't even begin to describe to you. I had to go to Orlando yesterday for some business, and literally everywhere you go now in Orlando is stop traffic. It's stop-and-go traffic. It is worse than I experienced when I went to Los Angeles now. It is completely out of control. Why? Because everybody's starting to move here because they want to be free. Well, then the million-dollar question is if everybody's congregating to Florida to be free because they don't want to live in their failed state – why is an entire state of Florida killed over dead from COVID? The answer is this. It's got a 99.97% survival rate. You keep your immune system strong. You stay off the sugar. You keep yourself in shape. You hammer your vitamin C, your zinc, and your D3. You may catch it, but you're going to push through it. I told you guys I caught it August of last year. It put me down for about three to four days. I felt horrible. I'm not going to lie about anything. I felt horrible. Lost taste and smell for about a week, but I hammered the vitamins, hammered the supplements, and pushed right through it and got through it, just like any viral infection. Do not allow them to dictate your life, your freedom, or your rights by taking them away from you because you handed them to them because you're scared of being sick. Nobody needs to engage in this anymore. The entire COVID theater is going to continue to be pushed in some of these states because, listen, they didn't put these apps in place and these multi-billion dollar surveillance platforms in place and spend tens of billions of dollars on basically buying these shots from Pfizer so they could just all of a sudden stop COVID. They're going to keep pushing the narrative. Even if it doesn't exist, they're going to continue to lie, just like we've seen with the lies in the Ukraine and Russia and everything that's occurring. So encourage your friends, your family, continue to hold strong and do your own research and do not believe the continual lies that they're trying to throw at everybody every single day because, again, They gave everybody a little bit of a break from COVID. They're going to start pushing it again. Fauci's already talking about mass mandates and lockdowns again in the news. This is what they're going to keep pushing, my friends. I can't reiterate this anymore. In order to drive the cost of things up higher so they could blame inflation on COVID just like they did for the last two years. And inflation was not from COVID. It was from insanely moronic fiscal policies like printing trillions and trillions of dollars and giving them to everybody for free and telling people you can't work. That's what started all this. What do you think, Dad? You're right, Austin. It's the, if it's the fiscal policy, it's the Kabbalist Luciferian banking cartels that have decided to go ahead and hyperinflate the currency to monetize the debt. Uh, what that simply means, if you're not familiar with economics, is that you make the money worth less money and then that makes the debt worth less. So in other words, you basically have a dollar that basically was worth a dollar, and now it's worth 50 cents. You've just reduced your debt by half, and that's what they do, and that's what they've always done. They always monetize the fiat currencies and monetize the debt because every fiat currency since the beginning of time has lost its value, including what happened with the Roman Empire. It's one of the reasons Rome fell. They started basically debasing their currency because the international money changers and bankers who were running Rome and doing the same thing they're doing now, the same Kabbalist Luciferian sect, synagogue of Satan, was doing the same thing you know, 2,000 years ago. And no matter what happens, once you debase the currency, you start losing your buying power. I remember I, my dad got me a Monte Carlo when I graduated from high school and I started college and it was a demonstrator. We got a great deal on it. I got it for half price. It sold new for like $5,000. We got it new for, for like $2,800. It was like a brand new car for $2,800 with air conditioning, power steering, power brakes, all the bit. And it was a really nice vehicle. $2,800. I mean, think about that for a second. 
you can't buy anything for $2,800 now that's new. I mean, nothing. And so that's the craziest part of all of this stuff. Now you get these cars that are similar to my Monte Carlo. They're $50,000. And you go, what the heck? You know, well, that's, you know, that's 20 times more. That's because the dollar's worth 20 times less. So whatever a dollar could, $20 would buy now, you know, a dollar would buy back then, you know, it takes $20 to buy it now. And that's what happens when you debase currency. And now Austin also mentioned about the EV vehicles and all the stuff that's happening right now with, you know, with General Motors and all the rest that are also controlled by State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock. Never forget that. So is Disney. It's these bloodline families that control it all. And you got to realize the long-term issue, and Austin discussed, discussed this with us about EVs, is they're electric, right? Electric can be turned off or denied, but it's really about cutting back your ability to travel, isn't it? You know, charging stations don't give you an option to pay in cash. You can't put 20 bucks in a charging station. They all require either a barcode connected to a virtual wallet that you can scan through your phone or a key tag or by using a debit credit card. And here lies the actual motivation, right, by going electric. The globalist agenda basically goes to a cashless society. Suddenly, you can't pay cash for gas. Can't do it. You've got to use a digital currency. And all of this stuff is happening with the central bank digital currency that's coming out because they control the planet. They control the world. They had a really good article. And I want to talk about this just for a minute here, and I'm going to step away from it, about what is happening over in Ukraine and how they're basically being controlled by the satanic Kabbalist weirdos that are over there. And you, and you really start looking at it. There's, a, there's an article that pulled up, and it said, Ending Christianity. Soros, I'm going to add this, and the Rothschilds and the international bank, bankers' occult Nazification of Europe through the Ukraine. And this is a really good article. I'm going to read little bits and pieces of it, but it also goes into some of the quotes from Laura Logan. And, you know, you think about it for a second. You know, Zelensky, and I personally believe this, I believe he's a Kabbalist, Luciferian warlock. I've never said that before. I believe he's a, a male witch. And the Ukrainian allies, along with the Polish and Lithuanian friends, are running countries based on occultism. You got to realize what, you know, we have learned about the occultism and how it has taken over the planet, including through Christian Zionism in the Schofield Bible. I've mentioned to you guys so many times about these churches that bring in Kabbalist wizards who do gematria in their churches. I'm speaking now specifically of, of Otto, not, not Otto Khan, but the guy that the other name, pastor named Khan. He comes in, he does that Vulcan hand sign, which is basically a curse in the Kabbalah, all dealing with numerology and gematria, and he prays it over people. And last year he had a big convention about the return in D.C., about the return of, quote-unquote, the Messiah. He never mentioned Jesus one time in all of the publications that he was putting out and all of his website. He never mentioned Jesus one time. Now, I got to, you know, he's really, he, he's kind of soiled himself with all that, and a lot of churches aren't bringing him in anymore. But it's the occultism that's being brought in through the Kabbalah, through the Zohar, into the evangelical churches, through the misquoting of scripture from the Kabbalah, from the Zohar. And we see this over and over and over again. Look at Victoria Newland. She's another basically Kabbalist. You know, she brought to, came to Ukraine from Israel in 2014. And she basically dark, has these darker aspects of her beliefs as far as from the Zohar again. And you know, and, and do you understand why the bio-warfare labs? Why is the U.S., you know, breeding birds and mosquitoes that carry anthrax embedded with Ebola, but they're engineered to kill certain people? In other words, it's genome-specific towards white people. I mean, where do you think the CIA's love affair with ISIS began? 
now do you see what 9-11 was really all about? <laughs> yeah. 9-11 was the trigger to bring all of these clowns into this stuff. And when you start going into this, and I recommend you guys all listen to Laura Logan because she's really, really pushing it. And, you know, and, and here's one of the, here's a, here's a, here's a tweet. It says, push it, Putin is smashing the Nazi occult in Ukraine. Wow. Here's another tweet. Is the Russian church is it reported that Ukrainian authorities are using witches and black magic against Russian troops and they've arranged satanic rituals, according to Andrew Chasky and the People's Method ends except for the devilish ones? I mean, unbelievable. You know, you're starting to see this, you're starting to see that basically Zelensky is a criminal who's a black occult practitioner. You see him dancing in high heels and leathers. You think this guy's a Christian? He's a Kabbalist. You know, the entire world is starting to see this high level of these international Kabbalist Luciferian priests that are running everything. And once you understand that, they were the ones who were in Babylonia, who they had passed the back the black arts. They had occult oligarchs. They had hierarchies. They had the priest priestesses classes. That's the same group that are basically working right now to overthrow Ukraine, overthrow the Russian invasion to bring these occult practices at the highest levels into the churches. You say, well, come on, Ted, this sounds ludicrous. Okay, all right, here's a quote. This is from Breitbart this morning. This is a bishop over in England, a U.K. bishop. He has described becoming a transgender as a sacred journey. Oh, yeah, this is right in the Anglican church in England right now, that he is describing becoming a transgender as a sacred journey journey i had to stop on this one i had to stop and read this one in detail i said wait a minute he goes a bishop in the uk has described the process of becoming transgender as a sacred journey this is the occult infiltration into the churches he's now urging the government to ban trans conversion therapy in other words you're trying to stop people from becoming trans and having their genitalia cut off let them cut their genitalia off it's a sacred journey as they mutilate their bodies this is some sick puppy guys he is a sick sick pervert and guys, this is happening all over the world. The clergyman's comments come as Britain moves to ban so-called conversion therapy, so you can't talk to people about not wanting to become trans. And, and basically, I'm going to read this in text. I'm going to stop commenting on it. The clergyman's comments come as Britain moves to ban so-called conversion therapy for homosexuals. Those who identify as transgender will not be covered by the proposed legislation. Many are not happy about this exclusion, however, with a number of activists expressing outrage over the government's decision, despite attempts by the U.K. Conservative Party to appease the country's LGBTQ-whatever lobby. Guys, this is the group. They've infiltrated the churches. And that's what I was saying. This is the cult party with this doggone warlock Zelensky over there in Ukraine. Uh, guys, listen to me. The man is a stinking Kabbalist warlock pervert why in the world does anybody listen to him and he's basically be putting on the forefront of the, the world stage because of his belief in the kabbalah and in the zohar and we've got to realize who these clowns are and we've got to call them out in fact one prominent physician is now saying they he wants names and it's time to start doxing the world economic forum and what they're doing you know what's interesting about this here's some of the quotes these people are everywhere they're all over in America, in industry, and big government, big media, tech. Yeah, they are. The Kabbalah Luciferians are everywhere. The starting point and starting point that people need to know who they're dealing with. We need to out these people. We need to tell everybody who they are. 
Let's find out who they are and find out why they're against the American Constitution. They're coming from a belief system that says that the nation state is an obsolete idea, that we have to have a one-world government that's basically a fusion of interests of the corporations and the global politics. And we've got to start by finding out who they are, voting them out of office, and making sure they are not part of our governments. This is the group he's talking about that have been completely and totally blackmailed by Jeffrey Epstein, Mossad, and CIA, who are basically doing whatever their masters, the international banking cartels, tell them to do. Two notable characters here in the United States are Governors Inslee and Newsom. We've got to out these people. We've got to force them to account for whether or not they are Americans or they are globalists or communists or cabalists. It's got to get out. We've got to get rid of them. We've got to go back and take our ownership of our country. If you believe in the Constitution, if you believe in the principles of free speech and personal autonomy, medical autonomy, and autonomy at every other level, it's time to fight. Or are your children going to live in basically a techno-fascism for the rest of their natural lives as serfs? While George Soros, Rothschild cut out, was poisoning the American justice system with open society-funded district attorney anarcho-communist, Klaus Schwab, Rothschild cutout, was trading and strategically placing his minions in the Great Reset within the policy machine of democracies worldwide. The World Economic Forum's Young Global Leaders Program educates people such as Trudeau, Macron, Boutique, and all of them with malignant disregard for their electorates. All of them are gaslighting and taunting their constituents as they implement the genocidal directives of the Great Reset. I'm going to repeat this. Make sure everybody gets this one. It's really important. Gaslighting is from a movie that was done many, many years ago in which a man tried to declare his wife insane. And this is back when they had gas lights in their homes. And he kept turning the gas lights down, turning them down, turning them down. And the house kept getting dimmer and dimmer and dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. But he was telling his wife the gas lights were working perfectly. He started making her think that she was nuts. He was gaslighting her. That's where that term comes from. You do it very, very slowly. You tell everybody it's okay. It'll be fine. It's great. It's good. And it's not. It's gaslighting. If you watch that movie, don't look up. When their space shuttle system blows up and they can't get rid of the asteroid attacking the Earth, the guy looks at everybody and goes, it's all good. It's fine. It'll be fine. Oh, I've got to use the bathroom right now while he escapes on the rocket and the ship gets off the planet. This is what they're all doing. They're just gaslighting the heck out of everybody. The problem is the people in America have their hearts and minds covered because there's a veil over them that's been put on them. As the Bible says, they cannot see and believe the truth because Lucifer has done that to them through the human sacrifice of children and the power that he's obtained from it. Think about that for a second. This is the group that's running the planet. And I'm going to read this. I'll read this again. All of them with malignant disregard for their electorates. All of them gaslighting and taunting their constituents as they implement the genocidal directives of the Great Reset. All of them override their government's legal and regulatory systems by declaring states of emergency to grant to a U.N. agency and the World Economic Forum and the WHO, the, the World Health Organization. Schwab's transhumanist fourth industrial revolution is well underway, having crept into gaslighting into both public-facing and bureaucratic positions within democracies all over the world. They want a one-party planet under Lucifer with the Luciferian church. They alone want a one-party state under Lucifer, probably going to be either out of Switzerland or probably Israel through the Israeli Supreme Court under Noahide laws, where if you believe in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you'll be beheaded. They steadily work to undermine national sovereignty, whatever they can find it. In short, the World Economic Forum Young Global Leaders infiltration of our government is a declaration of war. And these people have to be exposed. You have to basically dox them, to be honest with you guys. 
You got to tell them who they are, what their names are, like we do on this show, and how we have to do this in order to change and to stop this. This is like a giant dam. Now listen to me for a second. I'm going to give you a metaphor. This is like a giant dam that's holding back a trillion gallons of water, all right? And it's this giant dam, and all of a sudden it springs a leak, and all of a sudden you got to go. We got to get some concrete and some epoxy. And we got to fix this leak. We got to get on the backside of this thing and we got to plug it up and stop it so it doesn't erode the dam. And all of a sudden another leak springs out, another leak springs out, another springs leak springs out. And finally, you got leaks all over this dam. It's an unbelievable mess. And at this is where we find ourselves right now. That's where we have ourselves. So we have a choice at this point. We can get in there with a crew. You had a bunch of people involved in, you know, fixing this, like the Ted and Austin Brower show and other shows that actually do tell you the truth, like Doug Hagman and Jeff Renz, and start telling you what's going on so you can tell your friends. Here's the problem. If you don't tell your friends that you need help, if we don't tell the people out there that we need help to plug up these holes in this dammer, it's going to breach, it's going to break, and it's all going to be, we're all going to be flooded with this new world order stuff, and many of us are going to die, as they want to do with the Georgia Guidestones with only 500 million left. What's going to happen is we're going to have ourselves in a really bad situation. You, know, you have vending machines now and gas stations and rest areas and all these other places where there are no more live people waiting on anybody. A company comes in and changes out the sandwiches once a day, and you go in, you put a, you put your charge card in, you get your gas. There's no attendance. had not been attendance at a gas station in a long, long time. You bump it yourself. Now you go inside. It's closed. There's no live people in there, and you go get your food from the vending machines. That's where they're going with this. Why do you think they want to have the electric cars, like I mentioned earlier, so they can control travel and not allow you to go places and do things unless they say it's okay? This is the whole group right now that's running the planet. And if we don't see what they're doing and tell our friends that we need help breaking this, stopping this dam from breaching, this sucker's going to run over on us. That's why I constantly tell you guys who's doing it. And this morning I straight called out Zelensky as a warlock, as a dog like Kabbalist wizard is what he is. The guy's putting spells on people. Look at that stinking thing. If you can stand it, we'll look at it without puking. If him dancing with high heels and leathers on, this guy's a pervert. And the only way they do this kind of stuff is to do it through symbolism. And they do it through witchcraft. They do it through the occult. They do it through gematria. They do it through all these different things. Tell the pastors in your church to start telling the truth about what's happening. I'm, I'm being really, really honest with you right now. Start telling them that you really need to hear from a leadership standpoint what needs to be done. But here's what you're going to find out. And I'm just going to give you a little bit of a heads up and a warning on this. A lot of your pastors are pro-gay. A lot of your pastors are pro-lesbian. A lot of your pastors are pro-New World Order. A lot of your pastors are pro-rebuilding the Third Temple and bringing in the Antichrist and getting raptured. A lot of your pastors don't want to be involved in political theater whatsoever because of the Johnson Amendment, and a lot of your pastors are extreme liberals. They're not who you think they are. They're wearing masks and getting shots, and they're telling you to march to the drum of the, drum of the New World Order instead of standing against it. They're not helping to plug up the holes in the dam at all. We all have to do that together. Austin, what do you think of what's your next story? You nailed it on the head. That's That's been one of the frustrating parts that I have found over many years now of finding good churches because, you know, if the pastors aren't talking about what Disney's doing and why we don't need to support their absolute perversion indoctrination, if they didn't talk for two years about why you need to try to maintain natural health and natural immunity and keep your immune system strong, instead you just need to get a shot and put a mask on, if that's what they're continuing to tell you, then you've got to question everything that they're actually about. Because in most cases, you're either convicted on something or you at least have an idea, 
or you're just going to continue to play the role of being, you know, ignorant. But there's no way anybody now has the idea or the concept that everything is either just great or it wasn't pre-planned. Because pretty much everybody I've talked to now, there's only there's like one side on each in each spectrum now. You have pretty much people that are like, okay, yeah. This whole thing was theater. We're done with this. Or you have the full hardcore, no, everybody still needs to wear a mask and get their 67th booster because it's for my protection. That's really it. There's not many body in the middle anymore when you talk to people. So if you have a pastor that's trying to walk in the middle and trying to keep both sides happy, well, you kind of know where his stance is on that. I'm just going to leave it at that. You do your own research as far as what you want to figure out. And come to your own conclusion. Also, to another news, the very concept, this is interesting, the concept of self-defense now in France is apparently just being obliterated. As you guys know, I'm an extremely large Second Amendment proponent. I, enc- I encourage people to actively defend themselves if need be, and they also train and know how to defend yourselves, whether it be through hand-to-hand combat training or basically using firearms or whatever of your choice as far as for self-defense, but practice and also know how to handle yourself. If you're going to carry a weapon, be weapon proficient. Don't buy a firearm and put it in the safe and then all of a sudden decide one day you're going to put it in your pants and act cool and walk around. If you don't know what you're doing, you're going to get yourself or somebody else hurt. So I encourage people to actively engage with their firearm training and become proficient. That being said, Macron now over in France, who essentially wants to rule France like a iron god he talked about before, a Greek god. <laughs> this guy's insane over here. They now have a farmer who's being charged for murder after shooting a man in his house when four men broke into his home when him and his daughter were home alone. According to the initial investigation, the farmer fired twice with a large caliber rifle at a group of four burglars, killing one of them. The self-defense shooting took place last Friday between 10 p.m. and 11 p.m. The man was alone with his three-year-old daughter at the time, reports Remix News. However, Macron has now responded to the story, asserting that the 35-year-old had no right to defend himself and is now being charged with murder. This was Macron's quote yesterday on Europe One. Everyone must be safe, and the public authorities have to ensure it. But I am opposed to self-defense. It is very clear and undisputable because otherwise the country becomes the Wild West, and I don't want a country where weapons proliferate and where we consider it up to the citizens to defend themselves. He went on further to say that the citizens should have called the police and let him know that four burglars were in his house and then essentially even though the french police are already massively overstretched because of the criminal gang migrants that have basically perpetuated across the entire country now uh that's still fine he should have stayed at home hunkered down in place and allowed the burglars to come in until law enforcement got there yeah this is what happens in a country when you don't have the Second Amendment. And what I've told everybody, and I mean it, and I repeatedly reiterate this, if you don't exercise and you don't demand and you don't support your Second Amendment and pretty much all the Bill of Rights, they're going to disappear, my friends. Rights are yours to hold, but if you hand them away or don't protect them or essentially allow them to just go down the wayside and don't essentially use them – They're no longer rights anymore. They're going to be granted privileges that the government hands you when they see fit. This is why I've gotten so frustrated when I hear people put out the Second Amendment or, well, you don't, you don't need firearms, man. You don't, you don't need guns to defend yourself. Well, what about the military when they have to defend their country? Well, that's different. They're the military. Well, how's it different? 
you know, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of the free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Pretty sure it doesn't say anything in there about standing military or restrictions on certain firearms. Just be real candid and clear on that. Every human being has a right to defend themselves. This Macron fool making a comment, I'm opposed to self-defense? What type of piece of garbage is this guy, and why does anybody actually even think this is okay? And the second news that came out of France, oh, suddenly a man has suffered severe injuries while he is hacked in the head with a machete while confronting carjackers. Oh, that's right, in France. The incident unfolded midnight on Sunday when the victim noticed three suspicious individuals looking into vehicles that were parked outside of his complex. He went down there to see what was going on, if they were breaking into his vehicle, fearing that they were preparing a robbery. One of them did not like what he said, so they walked up to him and struck him in the head with a machete and then fled. Police launched an investigation and later found the 18-year-old who was reportedly known in the neighborhood, and he was arrested. The victim was transported to the hospital and treated for a broken jaw and head wound, and he is expected to recover, not, I'm sure, without severe scarring from getting hit in the face with a machete. I mean, that's a pretty nasty wound, to be honest with you. If you've ever seen knife fights or you've ever seen knife injuries, they're very, very brutal. This is what they're trying to promote. They don't want you to have the ability to defend yourself because here's why. The only people that don't want you to be able to defend yourself are the same people that you would probably shoot later on for what they're going to do to you. Always remember that. That's why they don't want people having firearms or having the ability to defend themselves. That's why they've continually tried to push the ATF further and further and further to just make arbitrary, retroactive laws that don't even make any sense and are completely illegal for them to do, while at the same time, the same ATF agency runs machine guns to the Mexican drug cartel that then turn around and come up in the United States. I saw an article earlier from Breitbart. The main suspect that was caught in the shooting in Sacramento, oh, that's right, he was a convicted felon that was out early on a 10-year prison sentence six years early. Had a 10-year prison sentence, just got let out a couple months ago, was supposed to serve his full term. The district attorney went against them and said he did not want him to be released early. They went against the DA, let him out early. He stole a firearm, by the way. The firearm that he had in his possession was stolen, and he had filed down the sear and turned it into an illegal machine gun. Illegal machine gun in a state that says assault weapons are illegal with a stolen firearm possessed by a felon. Well, yeah, the logical thing we should do here is we should restrict law-abiding citizens from having firearms, right? That's the logical thing you would do in this situation. Obviously, I'm being sarcastic, but this is what the bumbling buffoon drooled on himself saying the other day when he did his moronic little press conference about how we need to restrict everything and nobody needs assault weapons and nobody needs standard capacity magazines. It's exactly what Dad said. It's gaslighting. While you're watching them ruin the country and allowing illegals to come in and allowing weapons to be handed to the Mexican drug cartel through our alphabet agencies, they're telling you it's not happening. It's totally fine and everything's cool. You need to turn in your firearms for your safety. The same thing they did to everybody with the shots. I mean, independent data we have seen now, and I've reported on it repeatedly out of the U.K. and New Zealand, show the same thing. The more you continue to vaccinate against COVID, the greater your chance of getting infected. The research is out there now. They've shown it very clearly. The more you get shot up, the lower your immune system continues to downregulate, and you get sicker and sicker and sicker. Yet they say, no, 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 no. It's safe and effective, guys. You need to get your shot because it's for your protection. 
don't worry about the Pfizer documents, the FDA release showing that there were over 1,200 deaths in just a three-month clinical trial. Don't worry about that at all. It's safe and effective. You have to get your shot. Exactly what Dad described earlier with gaslighting. They do this to a T, and they're very, very effective at their psychological propaganda. So understand what they're continuing to do. And be opposed to it if you truly believe it and also be vocal about it when you're out and about, when you talk to people, when you interact with people. You don't necessarily have to come at people full tilt about stuff, but if topics arise or you have the opportunity to witness to somebody or try to wake somebody up just a little bit, throw, throw a little bone out there. I always do that. Throw a little, little something out there and see what somebody responds. And I found out recently, especially down here. A lot of people respond right back with, oh, my gosh, you're absolutely right. This whole thing is completely and totally insane. And I'm like, whoa, somebody else is awake. And that's why I told you guys earlier, we're starting to find now there's pretty much a fine line. If somebody's a fence rider, don't trust what they say. They're either full tilt, hardcore, I want the government to keep me locked down and make me wear a mask the rest of my life and get shots, or they're pretty much like – Nah, this this whole thing is complete and total theater now. Just like the whole incident with Will Smith up there slapping that guy was theater. Right at the same time, Biotech and Pfizer are the main sponsors for the Oscars while they're working on the third phase clinical trial for alopecia. Then you start having alopecia awareness hashtags on Twitter over Jada. Come on, guys. And people thought that whole thing wasn't real. It was real. Everything you're seeing now pretty much on television is stage theater, almost everything, guys. It doesn't matter what brand of television it's on as far as what ABC or NBC or Fox News. It's all controlled theater in order to keep you following a certain narrative. Break out of the narrative. Do your own research. Realize what's going on and focus on your family. Focus on yourself. Focus on Jesus and continue to focus on doing the best you can to stay prepared and also help other people because as we come into this together, we have to stay strong and we're going to have to have safety with numbers. That same term always applies. The more people that are awake in your community, the stronger they're going to be. The more people that have some backup food buckets or backup beans and rice or backup noodles, the stronger it's going to be. You run into a community where very few people have much more than two to three days of food. I can promise you that community is going to collapse almost immediately if there starts being food shortages. People are going to get aggressive, people are going to get violent, and people are going to be hungry. If everybody has some backup food or 90% of people, Dude, you got a community building right there. That's how it used to operate back in the day. You had community towns. Everybody was self-prepared. Everybody was self-sufficient. This concept has eluded the vast majority of Americans because we have this just-in-time inventory service that everybody is so used to now. As soon as you need something, you go to the store, and all the shelves are stocked up. Ask how everybody that's how that's worked for everybody in Venezuela now, standing in line for six and seven hours just to get bread and pasta. Standing in line and then being told there's no food left, you got to come back the next day. Oh, yeah, that's what's going on down there. It's been going on when people continually have the banking system come in and control what's happening. The good thing is the United States is a very, very large country, and we have the ability right now to stay very well prepared for a very long period of time if you choose to do so. What do you think, Dad? I really like what you said, just-in-time inventory. I mean, wow. I mean, that's one way of putting it. I've never heard that before, but that's exactly right. Just in time, just before you run out of food and everybody starves, we get the inventory in the truck in and the train in and the, and the shipment in. And now we're starting to see with all of this grain importation taking place from Russia and the Ukraine all over the world, their just-in-time inventory systems are breaking down. They're not seeing the product anymore. And, and remember, too, you know, the Soviet Union, one of the things they did to control them, and they continue to do this until they finally collapse, was food. They knew that if they kept people starved 
and just give them a little bit of food that they would listen to them and comply most of the time. And then what happened in the Soviet Union, you started having a huge black market develop. Remember I told you guys that story of when I went into uh, Russia, into St. Petersburg with Austin, you know, gosh, it's been 20 years ago, longer than that now. And we went into that cathedral area. And I had brought a bunch of one dollar bills from the from the from the ship, and this lady was there, and she basically was begging for food on her knees, and begging for money. And I gave her like eight, nine, ten dollars, whatever it was. I don't remember anymore. And she went berserk and started praying and hugging me and everything else. And, and I, I looked at the guy and I said, I only gave her, you know, a few dollars there. And he said, You don't understand. You just fed her and her whole family for like you know a month, two months. You know, and I said, whoa, I didn't realize that. She was, oh, yeah, she said, the ruble's worth nothing. And you, you should go to the store now and buy a bunch of stuff with these dollars you gave her. She's overwhelmed. That's where they want everybody. They want everybody to be starving on their knees, begging for food, waiting for the bus to come to take them to the FEMA camp. And as they continue to gaslight us, as I mentioned earlier on the show, to tell us that everything's all right, it's okay, everything's good. You know, Biden, you know, Biden basically has Obama come to the White House yesterday, and the whole staff runs over to Obama and wants to hug him and everything else, and they ignore him. And finally, Joe says, you know, I'm the, I'm, I'm the president now. Yeah, whatever. He's not, he's not the president. He's the senile dementia, you know, bumbling buffoon is what he is, and everybody knows that. And, and Austin's also right. TV completely controls the narrative with everything. They spin the story because, remember, the TVs are brain control devices and they're being used to tell you what to believe and what not to believe. And they allow these broadcasters to come on and they tell them what narrative to use. They allow them to come into your house for years on end until you trust them, until you believe them and you think they're your friend and you want to basically associate with them. I remember years ago, I mean, I used to watch the Power Hour with Robert Schuler. In fact, I was actually a guest at the Crystal Cathedral back in the 90s. My mom was a big fan of Robert Schuller. Then suddenly I got to do a bunch of seminars with a bunch of really famous people back in the 90s, spoke to over a million people, did over a 100 of these big shows, and I got to meet Robert Schuller. He was a complete and total nightmare. He wasn't at all who I thought he was on TV, as are most of the people on TV are not who you think they are. They're a bunch of weirdos, and they're being told what to say and how to say it. This, that's the biggest problem that you see. They build a narrative. They got an entire PR group around them that says, okay, you say this, you say this, you say this, you say this. And if they even say, well, I don't believe that. No, 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 you can't say that. You can't say that. you got to listen. Uh, the other day I was watching a, a DVD that I bought for 33 cents, and I was it was about this thing with the Beatles. And basically uh, some guy finds the Beatles' you know, history of records and basically no one ever heard of the Beatles before. And he becomes super famous, and suddenly he tells the truth, and he doesn't do what his handlers are telling him to do. And he goes back into obscurity again that he had never written these songs. And, you know, I don't, I'm not recommending the movie. It was absolutely awful, all right? But the, but the reality is, is this. They tell you what to do. They have handlers that tell you where to go, what to say, and how to perform, and what never to say and what never to do. And that's why they use these people who they've given these – they got 10 million, 20 million, 30 million, 100 million followers on Twitter or whatever, and they're controlled like Katy Perry. Katy Perry is completely controlled. She was basically an obscure musician. She has a pretty good talent, pretty girl, singing gospel music, wasn't going anywhere with her career. She went secular. They, t- they told us she had to bring the occult into her music. Otherwise, she wasn't going to be promoted, and she did. The same thing is true with Miley Cyrus. The same thing is true with all of these girls, Britney Spears. You know, that, that one pervert, Miley, you know, the, 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 the Cyrus. I mean, she, she's just a complete pervert now. All of these people out there are doing this because they're being told by their handlers on how to do it and how to basically control the narrative and how to gaslight people and how to manipulate the groupthink of the planet. It's all witchcraft. That's what it is. 
But you got to, we got to understand, we need to understand this. And we understand that now they're telling us, oh, don't worry about food in the United States. We have plenty of food until they tell us that we don't. Biden's already said, be prepared for famine and, and rationing. He's already said that. I saw a meme the other day and it said, you know, here's the big thing is build back better. And it said, put it back the way you found it <laughs> instead of build back better. I mean, we were doing really well. We were. Until all of these crazy Dacronian policies came in through Trump, by the way, too. I'm going to say that. Remember, he's the one who started Operation Warp Speed and through Biden. You know, our country was doing very, very, very well, but they didn't want that. They wanted the country to fall apart. And, and also, there's an interesting article here, and it says, just for the record, the more you vax, and I also mentioned this earlier, the weaker your immune system becomes. Independent data now from the U.K. and New Zealand showed the same thing. The more you vaccinate, the greater your chance of getting infected. It was supposed to be the other way around, wasn't it? It doesn't get any more insane than this. The more you vaccinate, the greater your chance of getting COVID diseases and also heart disease, diabetes, cancer, diabetes, all this stuff is increased with the vaccines. Remember what they say. And New Zealand Minister of Health now shows that triple vaccinated are now more vulnerable to COVID infection and hospitalization than the unvaccinated. Now what they're saying is there's a massive increase in blood diseases and leukemia, like happened to my friend, my pastor friend, after you had the third vaccine. Guys, you know, this is insane. They're doing the exact opposite of what they told you they were going to do as far as increasing your immune system. And they're doing this on purpose to reduce the population of the planet. Guys, you know, Dr. Tenpenny, who's a friend of mine, She's really afraid the next release is going to be hemorrhagic fever. Now, whether it is or not, I don't know. I'm not going to go there yet. But the reality is this. If you see people bleeding in the streets with their eyes bleeding out and dying on the streets because their muses were shot and they've been exposed to hemorrhagic fever because they don't take any supplements and because they've been vaccinated three times, everybody's going to get scared. And everybody's going to run back to the doctor and they're going to go in and say, hey, we're going to go ahead now and we're going to go ahead and, do, you know, basically take this vaccine. Though for you Remember, they've already got an Ebola vaccine done. Ebola vaccine is done. But in the meantime, they continue to gaslight all of us with everything. Here's an article out of Chicago. Chicago church is fasting from whiteness during Lent by ditching hymns written by white people. Now, if you change that around, my friends, I'm not trying to be mean here, but if you said Chicago church is fasting from blackness during Lent by ditching hymns written by black people, all hell would break loose. But they can pick on whites now for some reason and not look at the good things that whites have done or the good things that blacks have done or the good things Hispanics have done or the good things the Russians have done or the good things that Germans have done. Let's just pick on all the negative stuff that everybody's always done and only point that out. But this is just pure racism. It really is. And the leaderships that promote racism, both white, black, Hispanic or whatever, aren't really leaders. It's not really good. And we've got to stay away from that. We have to listen to the good things about people and try to find the best in everybody. Zig Ziglar did a seminar years ago. He said they had found a, they found a common thread for millionaires. And it wasn't what their education was. Some of them had kindergarten education. Some of them were PhDs. Some of them were medical doctors. Others were construction workers. All these different people from different backgrounds. And they did, they found one common thread that tied them all together. They were all good finders. They found something good in everyone, something good to say about everyone. And all these people, that was their common thread, who were multimillionaires, they had a positive mental outlook, and they were good finders about everyone. Guys, we've got to be good finders about everyone, except for maybe the Kabbalists. We can't be good. <laughs> we can't be good finders. There's nothing good about those guys. But anything that we know that's good from Christianity and what God said in the teachings of Jesus, let's follow those teachings. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Austin, finish up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.
You're exactly right. And I mean, and that's one aspect that I've always tried to encourage people with being realistically positive. You've got to call things out for what it is. You can't sit there and just continually pretend everything's perfect outside while you have, you know, a hurricane or a tornado about to hit your house and you go, well, it's fine. We don't need to get the safe room or the basement or get prepared or do anything. We should just sit here and, you know, do whatever. Now I get the concept of what people talk about, uh, you know, having faith, but God also wants us to use common sense. Don't test God. There's a lot of things that I've seen now lately where people try to use the concept of faith to simply be extremely reckless or to not be prepared or to simply ignore things that are going on and sticking their head in the sand like an ostrich. Well, I have faith. God's going to protect me. Well, that's fantastic, but God also wants you to use wisdom. The terminology wisdom is not there to basically be sarcastically used. It means being wise. It means being alert. It means being vigilant. It means seeing what's going to happen. It means being aware of what's going to occur before it happens the best you possibly can. There's a reason why there's so many parables about being prepared in the Bible. And it talks about sowing and reaping. And it talks about basically Joseph in Egypt and having the visions and the seven years of famine and still in the grain. There's constant stories of that. And there's constant stories of calamity that occurs to people who don't use wisdom. I've heard people say before where they try to use these concepts of faith and they go, well, it doesn't matter. You know, if, if, if I do this and I die or I walk out in front of a bus or I step off the building, then it was God's will. Well, there's very clear examples of that as well in the Bible. Do not test the Lord your God, including what happened to Jesus when Satan tempted him. So be very aware if you start hearing people try to use Christianity and twist it and subvert it into trying to make you feel guilty for being prepared or because you don't have faith you're being prepared. That's a complete and total lie. The Bible is full of stories and parables about being wise and being prepared and seeing things that are going to occur so you can be protected and protect your family. So continue, my friends, to use wisdom and continue to get the truth out there and be positive with people. If you see something, say, hey, listen, what do you think about this? You know, Do you want to go with this? Have discernment, but also try to look in the best, like Dad said. Because the problem with it is now what they've done in the media and the banker boys, they're trying to do everything they can to divide everybody into tiny little subsections. So that way everybody's fighting with everybody all the time. That's why they pull the racial card all the time. That's why they're constantly trying to pull the Christianity card. That's why they're constantly getting into the gay agenda and pushing it further and further and further. Not only are they trying to pervert the younger generation, they want to create as much dissension among everybody so nobody can have any type of unity. Not saying that I'm ever going to unify or agree with pedophiles. I personally think think they need the death penalty. That's just my personal opinion on that if they're convicted. But on the other hand, too, what they constantly do and are trying to get people distracted and focused on things while they do them to us, they want us to basically say, oh, well, it's not that big of a deal. That's why I simply said the easiest thing to do is to not support companies if you don't like what they promote. If you're working with some a company or you're giving money to a company or you're buying things from a company and they're diametrically opposed to your Christian beliefs or your viewpoints or what you stand for, the Constitution, then you really got to decide if that's somebody you want to continue to do business with or give money to. That's why I've been very proud that a lot of parents have online are talking about, dude, I'm done with Disney. There's so many other platforms and other Christian outlets out there that can still be awesome. I get it. Disney World's huge. It's world-renowned. I get it that they've promoted it, and they've used their marketing strategies to try to get children drawn in to the weirdness that's in there, and they try to get parents drawn into it as well. I get that. They're very, very good at psychological manipulation. Disney World is. They're fantastic at it. But be aware of what they're doing to you and what they're making you think and what they're making you do. 
by what they're exposing you to. That's very, very important. And again, I said earlier on the show, be sure to check out the product of the week, the magnesium brain food. That's going to be updated here shortly. I'll have that on sale. So be sure to check that out. Absolutely awesome product and continue to stay prepped for anything you need. As I said before, we got multiple specials on sale with the food buckets, the two packs, the four packs. If you guys need more than that, you can give us a call and we'll be happy to give you a quote on it as we're still doing free shipping on those as well. We're eating that shipping as that continues to go up. And I encourage people, see the writing on the wall, so to speak, and use wisdom about what's starting to occur. When you start having numerous companies and numerous entities and numerous businesses all across the country and all across the world talking about, dude, there's a serious issue with food right now. There's a serious issue with supplies right now, and it's getting worse. Continue to look out and understand what's happening so you can continue to be prepared for you and your family and any of your Christian family as well, people that you're involved in with Bible studies and so forth. That's so, so important. So thank you again, my friends. Continue to get the truth out there. Thank you for sharing the show, spreading the show, sharing the articles that we have on the website, continuing to encourage people. I continue to get people awake as best as possible. Sometimes people just need a little encouragement. If you've got a friend or family and they're down or something, just send them a text, send them a phone call, send them an email. Just encourage them. Tell them you're thinking about them. Tell them that, you know, stay strong, continue to push forward. That's really important, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always.